Hello and welcome to episode three of Hypothetically Speaking. I am Adriana. And I'm Kat. And uh, what we do in our podcast is we go over one question per episode about a hypothetical situation, um, how would we uh, would answer it, and then go over our answers a little bit and mm-hmm. talk it out. Get into the theories and discussions about why we feel the way that we do and the answers that we come up with, basically. Exactly, yeah. And for this week, we have decided that for question three, it would be, if you could solve one crime or mystery from the world, what would it be? This one, I feel like I don't have a really good answer because <laughs> whenever I think about this kind of thing, my um, my brain tends to stay like small scale where it's like, I'm not, th- I'm not trying to like figure out the answers to the universe. I'm like, I want to learn about, or I want to know, like, one really specific thing about one really specific case, even if it's just, like, one person involved or one family involved, like, something small scale that isn't completely, like, earth-shattering. I don't know if, I don't know if that's been your experience or, like, what you've come up with, but, uh... (laughs) I think that's really funny of you to say that because I actually did end up going the opposite direction. <laughs> I wanted to know about like big picture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'll go a little bit more into detail when I, when we get to my part, um, if we have time for it. But uh, I kind of picked this question for you specifically because <laughs> I know you're a huge true crime fan. Huge true crime and fan. And I wanted to give you the opportunity to basically talk as much as you wanted to about your special interest because well. it fascinates <laughs> me and you have so much to say. Um, and I am here to absorb every single bit of this information. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to get too into the weeds with like my um suggestions and my answers because I don't want to get like too 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 deep into it where I just completely take over the entire episode and it's like three hours long um so because of that I kind of wanted to steer away from like conspiracies um well I mean (laughs) to be fair could there it would be like if you could solve one crime or mystery from the world like a conspiracy Mm -hmm. you could want to know the truth of it whether it's like uh, a true thing how much truth is in it or Mm -hmm. if it's just falsified slander or whatnot yeah Uh, see like the first thing i thought of was like what was up with the thing with jeffrey epstein (laughs) (laughs) and then i went from that to like just thinking about like really dumb conspiracies like lizard people like things that are just obviously <laughs> not like there's no merit to it whatsoever and like a lot of these conspiracies are either racist or super anti-semitic mm-hmm. like the people with like the ancient aliens thing where it's just like how could these like people from thousands of years ago done this and it's like they just did it it wasn't aliens <laughs> yeah people of color mm-hmm are just as intelligent as every other like person on this world like Mm -hmm. i mean the egyptians didn't need aliens to build the pyramids they had a very like advanced mathematical system i saw a tweet that was like just because white people couldn't figure it out doesn't mean it was aliens (laughs) (laughs) i kind of love that so much (laughs) 
So that's kind of why I wanted to stay away from um, more of like the paranormal or really like outlandish conspiracy theories because a lot of them just don't have a lot of merit to them anyway. And um, another one I had thought of was like the Cecil Hotel and the death of Elisa Lam. I don't know how much of that you know about. Is that the girl who was in like a water tank? Yeah, or she was found in a water tank Oof. after being missing for like two weeks, a week, maybe two weeks. That's I can't insane. remember exactly. Yeah, um, but she had, I think, bipolar disorder, and she had stopped taking her medication, and she had a history of delusions and stuff like that, and so I think it's kind of offensive to try to attribute it to something paranormal like a lot of the conspiracy people try to do. In my opinion, it's just a young woman who was off her medication and was having a really intense episode. And so it's just like a really sad, tragic thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's like the people that are like, oh, there's no way she could have lifted the lid of the water tower herself. But that was debunked because people came in and tested it and they were <laughs> able to. Yeah. And then there was people who were like, see, I'm just like, I'm going to like keep going. <laughs> there were people who were like, oh, well, why did she take off all of her... Like, why was she taking off her clothes in the water tank? Like, she would have been cold. And it's like, that's called um, paradoxical undressing. It happens when hypothermia or an intense cold sets in, where your body actually starts heating up and you start sweating and getting really, really hot feeling, but you're actually freezing and it's your body shutting down. People will, like, take off their clothes while they're freezing in a blizzard because they feel so hot. They feel like they have to. Like, it puts you in a totally different mindset, like, to be going through something like that. Um, So, like, a lot of those theories are just, they're so easily debunked. And I think it's, like, kind of without merit to try to base, like, this real-life tragedy in a conspiracy or in something paranormal. Yeah, I think, um, to kind of bounce off of that a little Mm -hmm. bit, I think that a lot of conspiracies or supernatural explanations just come from your regular everyday people who don't truly understand or have the expertise in a certain field of Mm -hmm. science or mathematics or in some cases common sense (laughs) because like you as an individual person only know so much and you don't know you can't know everything what you don't know (laughs) so to say something with confidence doesn't necessarily grant it merit um and i think that needs to be that phrase in general should be held with more integrity like Mm -hmm. just because you can say something confidently doesn't mean you actually know what you're saying yeah it's like fucking ben shapiro (laughs) (laughs) but that's a different topic (laughs) that's something else altogether (laughs) Did you have anything that you wanted to, like, either preface this with or get start getting into, like, your first topic or whatever? Um, not yet. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to go over, oh, maybe one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper was one oh. mystery, uh, one crime that I would like to solve or have the identity of mm-hmm. Jack. The guy that did it, yeah. Him or her, no one really knows. Yeah. Just... I say guy gender neutrally. I should probably not do that. (laughs) Yeah. Whoever they were to be identified. So we could just have that figured out. Like, that's one mystery that is going to continue to, like... Stick around and stick with people and just be like, 
Okay, but like what happened? Like who was this person? And that's one of the things that I was kind of thinking of. Um, it's things that like don't fundamentally change our understanding of the world, but it like takes off a box that takes up space in the brain. Mm-hmm. It's like one less thing to have to think about. That's kind of how I think of, um, that's how I'm approaching this topic. Because for me, I think, I think the like number one thing you already, I feel like you already know what I'm going to say. I think the number one thing that I would like to have solved and like an intensive uh, explanation for is why Diane Schuler drove with five children in a car down the wrong way on a highway mm. and killed eight people including herself that's one like that is the one true crime case and it's not even really a, like true crime it's just a tragedy that's like the one case that i i think about it literally every day and my brain just like spins it around and it's just like why did this happen like what led to them being in this position what led to her being in this position where she's driving down the wrong side of a freeway at like a hundred miles an hour. Um, but that's a whole other case and topic that I would also spend hours talking about. Another one mm-hmm. is the John Benet Ramsey case. Mm. And the brother did it. <laughs> Allegedly. When you know, you know. Allegedly. You don't want to get sued. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are they going to sue me for? Nobody listens Slander. to this. Slander. Slander. <laughs> I'm just like, please, anybody who listens to any kind of true crime about that <laughs> is going to assume, you know? And you yeah. know what? It's not like they could actually take me to court for it because I'm one person. And who <laughs> listens to my podcast? My mother? <laughs> You you told your mom a bias, and now we're gonna sue you for what money? What money? What money I mean, do I have? They'll sue you sue you for emotional damages. People go bankrupt all the time from being sued. Like, they can. They're not gonna get any of it. I don't have anything <laughs> to give. That's the thing. Anyway, I would like to have that case solved as well. That would be nice. And I peeped your uh, one mm. of your topics because it's something that we have in common, which is the Zodiac Killer. Mm. Um, that case, like, does keep me up at night. And I know it's one of those, like, really, really popular, like, everybody knows about that case. Ted Cruz. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> no, I'm just being a troll. I know. <laughs> But that is a case that I would love to have solved, and I know that most of the um, most of the codes and the ciphers have been solved by now, and still they haven't like led to anything. I know there's still a few that are still unsolved, but it's very strange, and it's very likely that he's already dead. Whoever it is, it's probable that he's already dead, or already has been in prison, and maybe he died in prison. Dun dun dun. Hmm. <laughs> all right what do you got because i don't want to like list off all of mine in one go by all means if you want to i don't <laughs> mind um i i don't really have um 
they're kind of vague in all honesty like what i wanted to go over well then you throw them out there and i'll help sharpen all right well let's go over a couple more of yours (laughs) mine yeah have you ever heard of the chicago tylenol poisonings yes okay so in what the 70s or 80s i don't even remember the year but in chicago Mm -hmm. this was before we had safety seals and this is the reason we now have safety seals on pill bottles Mm -hmm. um several people were killed when they took tylenol just generic over-the-counter tylenol that was laced with cyanide and um, to this day, we don't know if the cyanide came from someone in the factory itself, someone in the shipping um, process, or somebody that just like went into random stores and just put cyanide in the pills. Um, I think there was information that it all came from like one batch or one lot of pills, like pill bottles, which might suggest that it was somebody in the shipping process or fulfillment process. But there's been not a lot of headway on that case. And I think it was six to eight people, I think, died from Mm -hmm. cyanide overdoses. And they were laced, um, like the pills had enough cyanide to kill like a hundred people. Yeah, they were like, it was like way overkill. It feels like somebody just kind of got like it's almost like they had plans to kill, to kill like more people, but they were just like, let's just dump the rest of it in there and call it a day. Because it was like, I mean, the, there was so much. It was overkill. Way more than you needed. So that's another one. And then a funny one, not funny, I mean kind of funny, is the D.B. Cooper slash Dan Cooper <laughs> case. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. That's just the guy that, like, hijacked a plane for a little bit, said he had a bomb, stole a bunch of money, jumped out of the plane, was never seen again. I kind of want to know who it is, but in my brain, I also just want to keep believing that it's Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy Wiseau? Yeah. I did not hit her. I did not. I did not. I did not. (laughs) I'm nearing the end of my list, so I think you should do a couple. Okay. Well, one mystery Mm -hmm. um, that I would like to have solved is Atlantis. Mm. That has just always fascinated me as a kid. It's very interesting. Like... I know that it. a lot of people are just like, oh, well, you know, people take it too literally. It's just supposed to be a story created by Plato to explain the human condition, you know, like, you know, this utopian civilization that mm-hmm. um, reached its hubris and mm-hmm. because of that and having too much pride and corruption and then the gods got angry at them so they sent an earthquake and it fell underneath the ocean. Well, I want to know... Did something like that happen, and then to explain it... They created a narrative, or if it was just the narrative that was created from nothing? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what I want to know. Like, is there some truth to that myth? Like, um, for example, the eruption of Mount Thera uh, and the city of Crete. Mm -hmm. Um, It was destroyed by the eruption, 
people say, well, back then the Greeks were just like, oh, because of the wrath of the gods. <laughs> well, we know better now yeah. that it wasn't the wrath of the gods. It was just a natural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to explain it away. So I want to know if Atlantis was another situation like that. I feel you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that and Amelia Earhart. Yeah. I would just love to know definitively. Like. Where she ended up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how it all played out. Mm-hmm. Like, her her final moments, I think it's worth knowing. I agree. Um, I know that there's one theory that she had run out of gas because there were really strong headwinds during the journey. And so she ran out of gas and they just ended up going down because of that. Because they didn't have enough gas for the whole trip. Because they got really close to the island that they were supposed to refuel at. But they just never made it. Hmm. Mhm. I remember we were watching a docu, like a little YouTube documentary on it, mm-hmm. and there were recordings of her saying that they were approaching, and sounds of her being in distress, saying that she was out of gas. Yeah. Um, and that she probably wouldn't make it. Mhm. And then the rec- it just stopped. Yeah. They couldn't find her. It it does suck that she was never found. After that, her and the um, person she was traveling with. But to me, I don't think it's much of a mystery. I think she just ran out of gas and went down in the ocean. And probably died on impact or... (laughs) I guess the mystery of like where she ended up is what most people want to know. Because we all know she didn't make the trip. Yeah. What we want to know, I guess, is where it really happened. Like, where her remains are. I'll uncover it. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and a lot of... Uh, I don't think a lot of people know that she had a companion on the plane. I don't remember his name. growing up, I, it was always about Amelia Earhart. I never really realized that she had a companion mm-hmm. in the plane with her. I always thought it was just her by herself. Yeah. So. It does kind of suck that he kind of gets forgotten about because i don't even know his name it's probably jeff i feel like it's jeff (laughs) it's a jeff (laughs) i feel like it's jeff i'm probably (laughs) wrong but i feel like that's what i remember all right let's go back to one of your points (laughs) (laughs) we'll go over mine the other one a little bit later so this is kind of similar to the one that you just brought up it's the uh, malaysia airline flight 370 Oh. The one that just, like, disappeared over the Indian Ocean. The creepy one. <laughs> the creepy The one. unsettling one. Yeah. Um, I know that some parts were found of the plane, but not enough to have, um, a full, what's the word I'm looking for, explanation of what happened. Um, like forensic analysis? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's not enough for even, like, a small piece of that to be solved or like why it went down or anything there's like wing fragments and stuff or Mm. like the outer shell of the plane stuff like that has been found but um the black box was never found and that's the recording of the plane's last 30 minutes um it automatically records the plane's last moments basically (laughs) 
Um, that one's interesting. I don't have a lot of information on that one though, just because I don't think there's really a lot of information out there in general. So it would be nice to know the answer to. Mm -hmm. But that one's not as interesting to me as like the rest of the things that I mentioned. <laughs> I think that was um, my last one that I had come up with because the one that like the two that I want to know the most are the John Bonnet Ramsey and the Diane Schuler case. Those two are like just the biggest cases to me that take up the most space in my brain as far as like unsolved cases go mm -hmm. because they're so interesting and complex and it involves like family dynamics and just weird events that don't have an explanation as of right now. I think that's something that's really, really, really compelling for me. Yeah. You want to, it's the, the situation itself isn't funny, but do you want to know no. something <laughs> funny about you mentioning it? What? Every time you mention JonBenet Ramsey, I am reminded of when you talked to me about it and I was playing Minecraft. <laughs> so I keep envisioning Minecraft, like hitting. So those are just like tied together in yes, your brain. the cobblestone oh, no. and seeing the lava pools as I'm like mining around the lava pools. And it's all I see in my head every time you mention John Bonnet Ramsey. And that's how I know who John Bonnet Ramsey is. Because of Minecraft. Because I remember <laughs> Minecraft and I keep seeing the blocks of lava and the cobblestone searching for them diamonds. That's funny and terrible. <laughs> it absolutely is, but that's association for you, baby. Mm -hmm. Baby. <laughs> Alright, so I'll go ahead and go on to my... Um, the my, big one. The, the big one. The drum roll, please, one. <laughs> no, it's not that it was um, one mystery that I would like to know the answer to is the creation of everything. Yeah, it's just small stuff, you know. Yeah, it's not small stuff. It's not like any. It's not like you know humanity as a whole doesn't contemplate it or anything. <laughs> it's not like there is like hundreds of cultures based upon you know the answer to that or anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Tell me about it. Well, a lot of places believe that. A lot of places. A lot of places. <laughs> a lot of cultures, religions. A states. What have you. Different sections of humanity. Mm -hmm. um, for the most part, seem to all agree that there was some kind of big bang or singularity where there was nothing and then there was everything. Mm -hmm. And then there was something. And that something spread into a million somethings and expanded and then well i don't think it's fair to say that most cultures believe that because what you're describing is the big bang and that is not something most cultures in in some attribute the creation of the universe to oh in in broad terms yeah not like in that way um but i was actually doing a little bit of research on like religious texts mm -hmm. and the bible originally if you um understand that translating hebrew should not be taken literally mm -hmm. um you should understand that when it says heaven on earth they don't mean heaven as in like a literal he place called heaven they mean as in like corporeal or formless mm. and then earth as in the element earth which means to have form 
So the first line of the Bible is just saying, from nothing became something. Mm. And that's just a description of, I guess, the beginning of existence. (laughs) And kind of what I was going with, like, the Big Bang and how there was... Okay, so you're, like, kind of comparing the two. Yeah, like I'm saying, there are a lot of parallels between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's why you'll see so many religious texts. Even, like, the more we we seem to understand science and... Or when people try to, like, understand spirituality, like, with uh, Buddhism, Mm -hmm. um, there are just so many little things that seem to connect that people... I don't think always realize are so intricately wound and it makes you wonder it's just like well did these different cultures like you know take them from other ones like say Christianity for example their original roots are that a lot of their history is taken from paganism or is taken from um, Judaism or is taken from um Crap, I forgot the word. Um, other religions. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that for now. Nice save. And so that the original story of Christianity is that it isn't original. Mm-hmm. That it's a, re-trans- a, re- a rewrite of a translation mm-hmm. that was already... Yeah, it's like taken it's, too literally. It's a translation of a rewrite of a translation of a rewrite of a translation of a rewrite. Yeah, of original stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. during a time in uh, human history when um, society was kind of decaying, if you think about it, mm-hmm. because. Rome collapsed, right? Mm-hmm. Right around the time that Christianity became a thing. This was also after the um, fires of Al- of the uh, Library of Alexandria. Like <laughs> the that. burning of the Library of Alexandria. Yes, that. And a lot of information was lost. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so I just I think that a lot of historical texts do contain like some nuggets of truth within them, mm-hmm. but some people just took them too literally. I would agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that originally maybe God wasn't necessarily like this being. Um, I think that maybe God was originally supposed to be consciousness. Mm. God is a metaphor. Yeah. Like, if you think about it, was it Descartes who said, I think, therefore I am? I don't think so. Well, I don't know who it was. (laughs) Someone said, I think, therefore I am. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you know that you are? All you know is that you are aware of your awareness, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To be aware of your awareness means that you have to be aware that you're aware that you're aware of your awareness, right? So Where does it end? <laughs> exactly. So the only way to experience your awareness is internally, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we are limited to our physical forms of... Oh, where the fuck am I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. I don't know anymore. See, I was a little nervous to have this conversation because <laughs> I feel like it's such a rabbit hole. 
and there are so many like extra tunnels in that rabbit hole that if I just like lean right suddenly mm-hmm. I'm going down the wrong the other <laughs> rabbit hole and it's just like I can't get back to the other one now because I don't remember what I was saying so basically what you want to know is what started creation like why do we exist and how did we come to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes all of life that is mm-hmm. for the most part <laughs> <laughs> In my humble opinion, in the opinion of scientists, (laughs) obviously the Big Bang is the leading theory of how the universe came to be, and then from there it was like, happened a lot of happenstance and a lot of just, a lot of nothing for a really long time, and then things happened. Which is not a very satisfying answer. I want to, like, watch what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I want to know. I want to mm-hmm. watch what happened. I feel like that would be such, like, a profound, magical experience. Yeah. Watching literally the creation of it, the entire universe mm-hmm. and every galaxy and star and planet. Mm-hmm. and I feel like that would fundamentally change you as a person. I think I would literally just die. Your purpose is to understand and watch the creation of the universe. And then I just the ascend. Universe. I just like float into the sky and never come back. <laughs> you reach the fourth dimension. Also, for some reason, when I envision watching this happen, I'm like watching it on like a really small screen. I always envision myself floating in outer space. I'm like in what? black and seeing it like off, off in the distance, like some like simulation. I wish that's how I was seeing it in my brain, because in my brain, I'm like holding a very, like not even a phone, <laughs> just holding a small screen. <laughs> and it's like happening on the screen, and I'm like, whoa. And then I just float into space and I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. <laughs> the harp starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can really top the creation of the universe. That's kind of why I wanted to leave it for last, because mm-hmm. I didn't want you to feel like, <laughs> oh, well, I can't top that. It's like, it's not really about... Okay, I'm not, I don't mean like, I'm not trying to actually top your answer and like have a better answer than that. I'm just like, I don't know where to go from, from <laughs> that point, because now my answer seems silly. <laughs> but that's how... I think it's very human, both of our answers. I think both of our answers are, like, opposite ends of humanity. It's just, like, I want to know about this one case of this one family where something weird happened. And you're like, I want to know the answers to life itself and the origin of existence. Mm -hmm. And I think that's uh, definitely says something about our personality types. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That I'm prone to existentialism mm-hmm. on the daily. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little detective. <laughs> My cute little detective. Aww. So adorable. No, I'm just a true crime buff. With, <laughs> like, just always playing some kind of true crime video or podcast. So it's just in my brain 24-7. You know what I think is... Um, now that you talk about... I know this is going a little off topic, That's but... Good. Like, how it kind of, like, plays out to, like, our strengths and who we are as people and Mm -hmm. our personalities is that my mind is more likely to entertain um, situational things, like, things that are relative, like, 
the creation of the universe. No one mm-hmm. truly knows how that happened, mm-hmm. but I'm willing to ponder it and I'm willing to come up with like random, like maybe completely inaccurate, mm-hmm. just wild theories and just like play them out in my head and just ponder that all day. But your brain really, really, really likes doing basically deductive reasoning Mm -hmm. taking as much information that is available and narrowing it down to a fine stitching it together and yeah which is interesting because it's like i'm doing the opposite thing i'm taking this one little fine (laughs) point and i'm unraveling it to like spread it out Mm -hmm. you're doing the opposite you're bringing it all together (laughs) and i kind of like that's what's so much fun about like having conversations with you like this because I get to see the opposite end of that working, too. <laughs> yeah, like, when you start talking about existentialism, I'm very interested, and I, like, want to hear about it, but my brain is also just like, oh, well, like, this is the leading theory, this is that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm good at, like, giving the facts and the theories and, like, the leading hypotheses about a thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not as good at discussing my own thoughts about what could be when it comes to something that's so massive and so grand as like the creation of the universe because my brain's just like oh well like we have leading theories i'm just going to go with that until i have different information that could change my mind and i think i think both of our perspectives are incredibly important mm-hmm. for those these kinds of discussions mm-hmm. because you need to be able to have someone who's able to look at what evidence we have and be like look mm-hmm. there are patterns here that's significant that doesn't mean nothing there is a nugget of truth whether it's temporary or not there is some truth to that and then you have me come along to make sure that you do hold yourself to within those truths (laughs) um but that if those truths change you're willing to change with them because you know how like humanity has resistance to change sometimes like especially very rigid especially (laughs) sometimes in science like Mm -hmm. science itself is just a process to understand life Mm -hmm. but scientists are humans Mm -hmm. and to change is difficult yeah so if we find out something that contradicts the science that we had thought we previously proved Mm -hmm. we are resistant to change and i like being able to say well no i want to (laughs) know the ultimate truth and all possibilities yeah so and i like our um dynamic when we talk about this stuff because we both come from a really really similar set of beliefs which is kind of funny because of how differently we think but i mean we both believe that there could be deities or a god or something but we don't really believe in that um and we're both pretty spiritual Mm -hmm. um like i believe in ghosts even though i don't have a ton of proof for that i like believing in the idea of ghosts more than i believe that they actually exist, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and I like seeing people trying to prove that ghosts are real or trying to prove ghosts are not real. Because literally, there's really nothing you can do to prove or disprove either way. Um, it's like trying to prove a negative. But um, I forgot where I was going with that line of thinking. But you... Um, I feel like you'll entertain those thoughts without being super critical, but not like, 
My beef. <laughs> Don't crunch an ice, babe. I can't help it. I just, um, um, you were saying. I don't remember. Yeah, talking about my beliefs and not being super critical. Okay. I'm not saying you are not, like, introspective about your beliefs, because I feel like you are nothing but introspective a lot of the time. Um, but you're less, you have less of a critical perspective on things, whereas I feel like I'm hypercritical of a lot of things, like belief in God, or, like, how I approach spirituality, or how I approach pretty much anything else in life, I tend to be a little hypercritical. Um, and I feel like you're more open. I think you're more open than I am, for sure. I, I could see how you get to that. Um, I'm... I think that has a lot to do with the way that we, like, perceive our realities mm -hmm. and our own personal truths. Um, because I am willing to take an idea and mull it over and run with it, I oftentimes in my mind when I'm going over something, like a belief, mm -hmm. I try to envision myself um, as what it would be like to believe that the reality of that, of what it would be like, mm -hmm. what it would mean for me, what it would mean for others. Um, and then I'm just like, okay, that was nice. <laughs> and then I can either take from it what I will mm -hmm. or not. Or just like set it back down. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of just like opening a book and be like, hmm, okay. So there's this experience that I was able to have within my mind about this particular thing. Mm -hmm. And then I'll put it away on a shelf. And then at any point, if I want to be like, oh, you know that one talk, topic that I was having about that one belief? Let's pull that book back out and read it again. Let's open that back up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like, and I, and I feel like for you, it's more about like, you're handed this piece of paper about this thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you have this knowledge bank in the background of like fact checking of <laughs> things that you've known to be consistent and anything yeah. that's inconsistent on this sheet of paper, you cross out in black ink. Mm -hmm. And then everything that's left, you put into your memory bank. Yeah. And so anything that doesn't necessarily continue to align with your beliefs or your morals or what have you, your convictions are thrown out because you don't see them not that you don't see them as important or as necessary, but for the way you choose to live your life mm -hmm. and the way you want to, just how I see you. I don't know if that's how you also feel. I would say that's mostly correct, but I don't think I'm as rigid as just like completely dismissing it offhand. I think I would mull it over a bit. Um... Obviously, if it's something that's, like, just straight-up bullshit, I'll be like, okay, cross that out in black ink. But if it's something <laughs> that is a little more ambiguous and it's something that I don't have a definitive yes or no for, I might, like, give it some more thought and I'll put it either in the to-think-about-later category or I'll put it in the, yeah, this is pretty, this is pretty interesting and I will bring it up in my own brain if I have... If I come to another situation where this information is relative, or relevant, I mean, and I'll have like that, like you said, like a database. Because <laughs> I really, I have things organized in my brain from like, I know this for a fact, 
I know this is not true at all or these things are kind of ambiguous and I don't like this ambiguous thing but I do like this ambiguous thing and so when I come to different scenarios where the ambiguous things get brought back up um, it gives me another chance to think about them like in real time so I don't usually think about them if they're not relevant I'll like put them away and bring them back later when it's time to think about it again yeah and and you know I, I do want to say that like we've been together for five years so mm -hmm. I guess the way I was talking about your thought process was more along the lines of especially how you used to think in the beginning <laughs> um like when we first started dating I noticed that um you know, we were younger then, of course, so <laughs> yeah. we're all going to have a little bit more of a rigid thinking. Mm -hmm. I know that I think, I would like to think that <laughs> us being so different in the way we analyze and just interpret things mm -hmm. allows for us to complement each other. Like, definitely. My wishy-washy, too <laughs> open-mindedness, you help narrow me and focus me down and think critically about certain, certain things and be like, okay, well, listen. I get what you're trying to do, but doing this on this particular thought doesn't benefit you or anyone because it's completely false. You're like it's flying by the seat of your pants and I'm guiding you by your butt loops. <laughs> basically. Basically. And then on the other hand, there could be things where you're just like, no, this is the truth and it shouldn't be anything else. And anyone who thinks outside of that is wrong and stupid. <laughs> and then I'll be like, well, hold on there. <laughs> Maybe it's more about the experience and the perception behind it from the other person. They're telling you a story based on their beliefs mm -hmm. and maybe by analyzing the person <laughs> and understanding them... You can understand where they're coming from and why they think this way. And then you can get them to maybe help you believe a little <laughs> bit more the real truth that you already see. Mm -hmm. And then you're just like, oh, okay. And then, and then and I just... You're definitely right that I'm a lot less rigid than I used to be. Like, I am now than I used to be. Um, <laughs> I was also 18. <laughs> In my defense. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we yeah. were just young. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm definitely a lot more um, open to other people's perspectives in certain ways. And then in other ways, I'm, like... Much less tolerant. Much less tolerant of certain people's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, there's just things that are not worth entertaining. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. <laughs> and I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, there are just, like, as, as I've gotten older and, you know, I've done a lot of work on my own mental health and learning you know how to set boundaries and learning what my boundaries are and mm -hmm. what kind of like person I want to be the people I want to surround myself with yada 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 <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at identifying red flags or I've gotten better at identifying red flags mm -hmm. kind of behaviors that I will and will not accept yeah. and then knowing well if this person continues to behave in that manner I need to learn to let them go. Yeah. And being okay with that. And that it's okay to mourn a relationship if I, you know, care for that person. But based on current events, I have to learn to let it go. Yeah. For your own health and safety and peace of mind. Yeah. And I think... 
um, that just comes with age and with knowledge. Wisdom. And wisdom, yeah. <laughs> that is literally something that you have to experience. Um, you can know it. Logically. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's another to like live it and practice and it. Have first-hand experience and actually know that that is a thing that you do have to apply to your life and it's not just something that you can know in your head. Yeah, and apply it intrinsically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So? <laughs> that was deep, yo. That was deep, man. We got way away from the topic. Like, way away from the topic. <laughs> but that's kind of how it's supposed to be, you yeah. know? Like, that's true. Like, that's how we originally wanted to set these up, too. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, we wanted to start off with a question and then just go from there. Yeah. And just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't want us to feel like we have to stay on topic. And stay rigid. And stay rigid. Hey, look at that. <laughs> it came full circle. <laughs> yeah, look at us. <laughs> You're helping us keep us focused, but at the same time, like, we're also learning to um, allow ourselves to branch out. Gotta get into the weeds a little bit, I guess. Yeah, sometimes you gotta get into the weeds, <laughs> and sometimes you have to know when to move on to the next field. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> here, here. Amen. <laughs> oh. All right, well, I'm glad that we um, went over that question. I had a mm -hmm. lot of fun going over it. That was a lot of fun, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. All right, so the next question that we are going to be going over next week is going to be, what one frivolous thing that is not a basic necessity would you want to have an endless supply of? I love that. I love it so much. I'm so ready. Yeah, that one's going to be very fun to go over. Mm -hmm. All right. And then thank you so much for listening. I am Adriana, and my handle on social media for Twitter is going to be the ADHD Drew. A-D-H-D-R-I. And I'm Kat, and my handle on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram is Kat Bogosh. That's C-A-T-B-O-G-A-U-S-C-H. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Bye-bye. <laughs>